honestly. Every, I don't know, 10, 15 episodes or so I have to do You just gotta that do the just extra mile. How long I can go. <laughs> and this is a special episode. Because it it's is. episode 69, baby. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> um, yes, uh, we are children. We are full grown adults. Full grown children adults. <laughs> yep, you know. Um, welcome back to another riveting episode of Honestly, a podcast <laughs> with Zoe and Logan. <laughs> you I'm sorry, did I throw you off? I did. I was like, what? That's not what you say normally. I couldn't remember if I let you say a podcast yeah. <laughs> and then I go back. Okay. Um, I need a script. I've never done this before. That was Zoe. That was Logan. I thought you just weren't going to introduce me and I was like, fair. I deserve it. You're right. That's what I get. No, you're right. I'll go. Is that fine? I'll go. I'll I'll show myself out. I'll show myself out. It's... Give me all razzle-dazzle. Razzle-dazzle. Wow, Chicago. Great film. (laughs) Great musical. Actually, that's one of the few things where I find the film is better than the actual Broadway musical. Yeah? Yeah. I've only seen the film. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you're missing out. No. I saw when I was in New York for the first time, ten years ago. Uh, my aunt and I saw oh. Chicago on Broadway, and I was like, okay, <laughs> decent. I guess it wasn't as good as the film. Speaking of Broadway, <laughs> for a moment, Broadway. My family was all a tither. <laughs> Though your fingers were just doing things. Whoa. Because America's Got Talent called my uncle <gasps> because they wanted to use one of the oh, okay. songs from Drowsy Chaperone yeah. in it. And then it was the girl who won one of the seasons of America's Got Talent who does the puppet. Like, she's a ventriloquist, a little girl. She has, like, a singing puppet. I'm not familiar with her work. And they sang Show Off from Drowsy. Oh, Yeah. And did not mention at all that it was not, like, in a, she was there as, like, a guest and uh. did not mention at all that it was not, like, her song. Oh. And, like, Mel B was, like, <laughs> clapping at all the funny moments. And I'm like, oh. She just played it off like it was her it own It was just song. entirely played off like it was. And she, like, changed around lyrics to, like, fit this little doll oh. thing she had. And I was like, ooh. This conniving little bitch. How old is this kid? I don't know. She's, like, I don't know. I can't tell children's ages. <laughs> I have no... But okay. she's a child. She's a child with so. a bunny doll that she makes sing. 
It's very creepy. I don't like ventriloquism. Ventriloquism. I don't like. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. I don't like those talking dolls. <laughs> Get those away from me. <laughs> to the devil's playthings. Devil's Just the whisper. <laughs> that sounds like a horror movie. Let's drop the that devil. down. I love that I know, it's a good, it's a good noise. I've been wanting to, like, get my nails done. Like, get, like, fake nails. I haven't had them, like, professionally done in, like, a few years. And, like, they really fucked my nails up last time. But I just, I really like having them. It's amazing, like, when you put them on, how much better your hand looks. (laughs) Like, my fingers look so short and stubby. And then I put nails on, like... It's like anytime I cut my nails, I'm like, wow, I love my sausage fingers. Right? I didn't have, like, I hadn't done my nails in a really long time, and I'm yeah. just, like, they got, I kept breaking them on things at work, and mm-hmm. then it was just, like, they were so short, and I was like, I hate the way these look, yeah. so. You just feel so glamorous with you, like, nails. every motion is <laughs> like, ooh, ooh, I haven't ooh, had my nails done in so long. Ooh. So, maybe I'll do that at some point. This is just, like, musings with Zoe and Logan at this Wait, point. Wait, are we recording? <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, you came here for content? We don't have that. What is content? How are you? I'm okay. Um, uh, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm good. I'm not good. too bad. I, I'd say, like, a solid 7.5 out of 10. Yeah. On the, That's decent, you know? Scale of feelings. <laughs> the old feel scale. You know. How are you? I'm okay. Please stop me from talking. I don't think that I'll be any help. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. I have a weird work story to tell you, I which are always fun. Can't wait to hear. So, as you know, I had to call in sick for a day of work because I was ill. <laughs> Is that the first time you've ever called in sick? I called in sick one other time, and it's because I had a sinus infection where snot was literally pouring from my noise. Noise? (laughs) Me noise. Me noise. And I had to have my face in a garbage can because that's how much it was. Yeah. And then this time, where I'm like, I have the stomach flu. I don't think you want me there. Mm -mm. But I missed a day. Yeah. And I came back, and my manager, like, just talking. And it was, like, pretty dead. And she's like, oh, did you hear what happened yesterday? Oh, no. I was like, no, I was not here. So not I here. missed everything. She's like, oh, I found something in the pocket of a pair of jeans. Oh, God. And I was like, okay. So what happens is, as I mentioned before, people either, like, take things off or cut them out, mm-hmm. the ink tags. And then they'll place them in pockets of other things so you don't find them, like, suspiciously lying on the ground because then Uh you'd know someone stole something. Mm, True. So we have to go every once in a while and just, like, stick our hands in all the pockets of things and take them out. So she's doing that in clearance. And she saw in the pockets of jeans, like, a lump Uh and was like, oh, there's some in there. Reached her hand in. Now I'll open it up to the floor. (laughs) What do you think was in the pocket of these clearance jeans? I have a couple of different okay, let's, ideas. Let's talk through them. 
The first one, just knowing how nasty your customers are, I was thinking maybe like a used condom. That's everyone's guess. Everyone I talked to, like I was asking my mom, I was like, no, what do you think it was? Every single one of my family members said it was a condom. But you said it was like more of like a lump. So that kind that a used condom yeah. would be that lumpy, hopefully. <laughs> um, we don't know. Seek so a then doctor. my second guess, because I know that you've had this issue in the past where people like to do drugs, a baggie of drugs, perhaps. Perhaps. Anything else? Um, a small hamster. A small hamster? Honestly, <laughs> a podcast? The small hamster is the best guess of all of us. <laughs> and I just... You're not prepared, okay? I'm not you're prepared. You're not prepared. She reached her hand in, and it felt kind of, like, crunchy. So she's like, what? Pulled it out, and in her hand... <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> Was a dead gecko. Ah! <laughs> oh, what the a fuck? A tiny dead lizard was in the pocket jeans. Please describe my face. I, I, I can't. It's just pure shock. She's pulling down her and eyes. just like a bit of horror. A full on scream, which you heard. Oh my... Dead gecko. A dead gecko. That poor gecko. I know, and it was like flattened, like it was crispy and flat. Um, I just want to know, like, backstory would be like great. Uh- <laughs> oh my god! Do you have like security footage that you can watch? No, back? we don't have cameras. <laughs> really? Really. That seems... It's because it's a mall. Like, they have them in the hallways, and, like, the they don't also? have them in the individual stores. That seems maybe, like, not the best idea. Right? Like, I don't know. Okay. What do I know? Nothing. Fair enough. Oh, boy. A dead I've... gecko. You're right. I wasn't ready. No. No one is. No one's like, oh, I know, dead gecko. <laughs> right off the bat. I thought I was just saying small hamster to be funny. I yeah. didn't think there was actually going to be, like, a... a was well, it, a, it a rip? A being... <laughs> A former a live former being. sentient, non-human animal. Oh, boy. Um, so it's really only a couple ways it could have gotten there. Um, only one of them, one of the two, makes any sense. But knowing the people who come into the store, maybe it was the second one. It's anyone's game. Because, like, one, I would think... That because the company is based in California, mm-hmm. they probably have lizards such as geckos <gasps> oh, running around. Yeah, so yeah, perhaps yeah. it got in at a warehouse and <gasps> just like died in the cardboard box before it got to us. Oh my god, that actually makes a lot right, of like, sense. Right, like that makes sense. Or someone <laughs> bought the jeans, returned them, and their pet gecko was in the pocket. So. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. like a definitive answer on that one. Yeah. Just some dead geckos for your consideration. Maybe for your consideration, <laughs> a dead gecko in a pair of jeans. <laughs> Sounds um, like an art piece. Yeah, right? <laughs> I just, maybe somebody had this pet gecko. It passed, unfortunately. <laughs> Rip again. And this person was like, I want to give this gecko a proper burial. There's nothing more he loved. Jeans. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing more that this gecko loved than jeans from a plus size store. That's it. And he just wanted to be laid to rest in the cozy pocket of these stretch That's really denim. Beautiful. <laughs> That's so beautiful. 
Uh, rip in pieces, my friend. Ah, let's pour one out for sorry, the gecko. Sorry I didn't get to meet you <laughs> in this world. Gecko? I hardly know yo. <laughs> Bangalore? I hardly know her. <laughs> Banger? I hardly know her. Why are you calling her guest to <laughs> Oh my goodness. Wow. I don't even think that episode is up anymore. I don't think so either. It's so funny. Oh, if only I could find it, I would listen to that part just on repeat for the rest of my life. <laughs> Walk like, like a, a whore, whore, talk like, like a whore, my son. That uh, is watching. <laughs> wow. If you don't listen to comedy, thing, you are missing out. Yeah. And also, I'm probably very confused. Yes, most likely. But you probably would like that anyway while listening to this podcast. So, what is on the table? Well, let's see. The tea this past week. (laughs) Break it down. Spill that tea. Oh, Jesus. Um, I wish I were dead. Wait, hold. While we're on the topic of spilling tea. Did you see that tweet that was about spilling tea? I'm tired of spilling tea. The coffee tea. one. The coffee yes. one. Oh, it um, was so pretentious. It was so bad. And I saw somebody like quote retweeted it. And I don't remember who yeah. it was. There's no way I'm going to be able to find it. But they're like, I love when white people take <laughs> slang yeah. from like queer black people and then get tired of it and completely <laughs> change it and it loses all meaning. And they're like, and now it sucks and has always sucked. But no, you ruined it. <laughs> it was so stupid. I was like, this doesn't even make any sense. You imbecile. Coffee. It's rich. What was it? Rich conversation. Yeah. Smooth. And I was like, what are you? talking about how long did you have to sit with like your thesaurus open i mean like other words for this google coffee what are synonyms wait a um let's see what's been going on in the world uh louis ck made um a richer a resurgence resurgence there's there's been a resurgence of um uh, admitted like a rising upwards from hell, you know that kind of thing. Uh, Louis C.K. who has admitted to sexual misconduct, um, he's decided that he's gonna pop back into the comedy you know scene. Good for him. It's been <laughs> we a, we really missed his uh hot takes and it's been a cool ten months or so. Yeah. Uh, it's a you know it's about time that he came back. Yeah, you know his reputation. It could be hurt, his career, mm. that he's worked so hard for. You know? Yeah, he did, like, a surprise 15-minute set at the Comedy Cellar earlier in the week, um, much to the dismay of all the women in the audience. <laughs> he also made a rape whistle joke. Which, oh, which, I didn't hear about that. It's bold, considering he's, like, so rape-adjacent. He's, yeah, he definitely is rape-adjacent. Um, yeah, he, it was some bit about, like, rape whistles. Yeah. Um, and, like, the, I read an article where they were talking to two women who had been in the audience of the show, and they were like, yeah, it just seemed like it was an audience full of aggressive men and very quiet women. Um. Yeah. And it was, like, the women remained pretty silent for the duration of the time that Louis C.K. was on, and all the men were like, woo, yeah, welcome back. Like, he had, he received an ovation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they it's 
supports it's been he received an ovation not a standing not ovation a stand. just an, an ovation what does that even like just so clapping? just applause like what you do when planes land also like it's not nothing about your entertainment prowess yeah so i mean there's been a lot of discourse about that over the past few days um a lot of good tweets i'm just trying to find some of the ones oh yeah michael ian black had some hot takes oh yes i saw that i meant to screenshot it did you get it i did um so he said oh i'm just trying to find like the beginning of all of this oh yeah okay so his original tweet was We'll take heat for this, but people have to be allowed to serve their time and move on with their lives. I don't know if it's been long enough or his career will recover. You missed a word there. Or if people (laughs) will have him back, but I'm happy to see him try. Um, he also then went on to say, but what else can he do? Are we going to say he should remain in permanent self-exile? That may be what some people want. But there's no system for adjudicating this other adjudicating this other than public opinion. Okay. See, the thing is that even if that's what you believe, that he shouldn't have to self-exile himself, which is such a dramatic way of like, saying just like mind your business yeah. after you've been a pervert. Like, stay in your own lane, stay under the radar. Yeah. Go like, enjoy do, your It's not like you need money. Like, it's not like, like just take a break. He's fine. He's he's set. Him and his life. family will be fine. Yeah. So it's like, no, like, even if that's what you're saying, it's just like, 10 months is not long enough, even if you think he should be able to come back. Yes. Because then Michael like, Ian Black goes on to say, my empathy isn't for Lewis. Louis? Is Lewis? it Louis C.K. or Louis C.K.? I think C. it's Louis C.K. Okay. Sometimes I, I hear people say, say Louis, Louis, though, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. I um, think it's Louis, but I don't know. Louis C. My empathy isn't for Louis. It's for the recognition that we're in a cultural movement. No. In a cultural moment in which some men who do terrible things have no pathway for redemption. That lack of a pathway creates a situation in which we are casting people out, but not giving them a way back in. Here's a fun concept. If you are worried that you won't have a pathway to redemption, maybe don't do anything that you'll need to be, you know, redeemed from. But, you know, like, it's fine. He then says, the Me Too movement is incredibly powerful and important and vital. Those are two synonyms. Um... (laughs) One next step, among many steps, has to be figuring out a way for the men who are caught up in it to find redemption. Um, so, instead, I mean, like, I could ramble on and try to form coherent thoughts about this. I'm just going to read what Francesca Ramsey said in reply to that, because she is more eloquent yeah. than I will ever be. She said, seriously? It is absolutely not the job of survivors to rehabilitate abusers. You want to do that work? Awesome. We're not your fucking mules. Our society already bends over backwards to embrace, reward, protect abusers. Your privilege and ignorance are on full display here. Yeah, I'm trying to find the tweet too from that. I think we both retweeted it. Oh, quite possibly. Is it? I have so many. There's also one from Twitter user uh underscore underscore a z a z d that says 
please save your he served this time, he should be welcomed back into the community energy for people torn away from their families by the carceral state and not the millionaire sexual harasser who took like four months off from doing comedy gigs. Yeah, <laughs> that's really it. Uh, the tweet, it's Aparna Nanshirla, oh, yes. the yeah. comedian, said Louis C.K. getting a standing ovation for dropping into a comedy club less than a year after admitting to sexual misconduct tells you all you need to know about how society applauds powerful men for doing less than the minimum of decency. Amen, sister. And that's really the that. On, on that. that. Um, yeah. You don't, like, and the other thing that I've noticed a lot is people who are, like, pro-Louis C.K. are, like, you know, the allegations. No, he, he full-on admitted. admitted. Like, yeah. We can, we don't We're need past to, that. We don't need to use the word allegations. Like, we don't need to, like, cover our ass. Like, he admitted to these things. Yeah. Um, so, that's one thing. It's like, crimes. Just, like, a good one. That you can't, you can't just it's jack like off in front of other people without yeah. their consent. Yeah. Um. And it's, like, if you're really, like, if you're so concerned with, like, the time period that's, like, ruining his career or whatever... Just, like, imagine how many women, after having that happen to them, decided they're not going to pursue comedy and instead had to shift careers and go into something maybe they didn't want to go into. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, no, but they're, it's fine. The, yeah. They'll get over it. But he's 10 months without comedy. Oh, my God, <gasps> the poor man. Whatever he's will he do? Yeah, let's... Losing money. Let's not worry about the, you know, God knows how many women that he blacklisted and like ruined their opportunities and just genuinely like crushed their spirits yeah because they had to see his pale scraggly dick jacking off into a plant in front of them so gross he doesn't get to come back after 10 months no to an ovation you don't have to come back like just like once you sexually assault a person Mm -hmm. You don't get to come back from that. Yeah. I just want to pull up uh, Paul F. Tompkins' tweet that yes. I sent you the other day. I was so happy I... that he said something because it's just, like, with any sort of, like, allegations or actual, like, Louis C.K. admitting to it, mm-hmm. like, anything that comes up with comedians, I have never seen a male comedian come to anyone's defense other than another male comedian. Exactly. Like, it was very heartening to see a male comedian, like, like take a stand on this and yeah. actually say something because like it is always disappointing and like obviously there are male comedians that I like who have just remained like upsettingly silent on this and have not yeah. said anything and they're not using their platform um but Paul F. Tompkins said uh the fact that Louie a comedian whose whole thing is plumbing the depths of his own psyche apparently didn't mention his most recent famous news in his surprise set tells you all you need to know about his desire for redemption right I knew he'd be back, but I honestly gave him too much credit. I really thought he'd just drop an hour set, Horace and Pete style, and most of it would be about what happened and what he learned from it and so forth. But no. (laughs) No. Because that's the thing. I think, A, take more time off. Like, we're not ready for you to come back yet. Like, it hasn't been a full calendar year. No. Like, I think that's the bare minimum that you could have stayed away. Yeah, and it's like, you're almost there. Just Almost. (laughs) Just take a few more months off. Stay strong. Go take a vacay. Um, second of all, you don't come back and do a 15 minute surprise set that people didn't consent to, um, and make a joke about, yeah, and make a joke about rape whistles. Like you come back, 
And yeah, you do a set about your fucked up behavior and about yeah. what you've learned from it, about how you're going to change your shitty behavior. Yeah. Or just don't come back at all. That would be that's preferable. What a great idea. But it's that thing that we've talked about a lot where it's like, if you do something fucked up, you have to then prove to people that you have changed and that you are taking the action yeah. to change. And like, I saw, I know we talked about that before and like recently I saw a tweet again, not going to be able to remember who it was by, <laughs> but she was saying something along those lines too, but it's like, but then like just the bare minimum of them doing anything mm-hmm. is not like redemption. Like no. it's not like, oh, they apologized. Check. Nope. Like, no, like you don't get a free pass after you do that. You have to like. People need to be on you about it, Mm -hmm. and, like, you need to own up to everything, and you need to not be a YouTuber and say, I take full accountability for everything that's happened, and it's just, like, if it wasn't for so-and-so, like, it wouldn't have happened, but like I said, I'm taking full accountability. (laughs) I'm taking full accountability, but let me tell you all the people who you should blame (laughs) instead instead of of me. I think that segues nicely into our next topic of conversation, <laughs> which is Christine Sidelko and Elijah Daniel. I feel like we talk about them so much on this podcast, but it's like, they just keep creating drama. And also, the way we've talked about them started off podcast, oh my oh, god, these we love, we love, and then it just crashed into these people. Yeah. <laughs> so, let me pull up these tweets that Christine posted the other day. Um... So, basically, Elijah posted this video, and I'm going to pull it up, because I actually watched it the other day, because I I wanted to get the full, I wanted to get all sides of this story. Um, where's my history? So, okay, so, little backstory, everyone and their brother, mother, sister, father, cousin has been coming out as, like, homophobic or racist. Yeah, it's great. It's really, it's like, really awesome. Everyone is getting hashtag exposed. Like, your fave is problematic. Um, so Elijah Daniel posted a video the other day entitled, David Dobrik is a racist homophobe to dot 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 question mark. And it's obviously, like, a super clickbaity title. And it's, like, in the, like, thumbnail of the video, he has tweets from David Dobrik where david is using the n-word, n-word. but spelled with q's instead of g's but it's and, like an a it's like we know what you're saying we know what you were going for yeah. so in response to that christine posted a tweet that said canceling people for things they said when they were 16 isn't fair we all said dumb things when we were young that's in quotes and then she posted something else that's post click video trying to cancel <laughs> one of the biggest youtubers in yeah. the world for things he tweeted when he was 16 so that just like sparked all of this drama on Twitter. Yeah. Between them. And I will say, um, I'm not trying to defend Elijah Daniel here because I find him insufferable. Yeah. But I do feel like in these situations, like there's been a lot of like Twitter drama between them. And I feel like that's always Christine instigating it. Always. Like, I feel like she's always just like poking the bear, so to speak. And it's like, let's, like, let's create drama. Yeah. But then, also, it makes me wonder, too, like, based on her other tweets, like, mm-hmm. that she was saying, like, oh, he, like, gaslit her and, like, yeah, manipulated. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's, like, 
he does stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. And then she has, like, a public outcry, and people are like, oh my god, Christine, Christine won't shut up about Elijah. Meanwhile, he's, like, doing all this stuff. Exactly. Like, I feel like, because didn't he, he tweeted something about how he, like, checks up with her manager. I was like, first of all, no. Like, yeah. Like, if you're not friends with someone anymore, you don't have the right to call their manager and even if you were friends with them still, you don't have a right to call someone's manager and be like, are they doing okay? No, yeah, because Christine went on to say, I'm not defending anyone, it's just the fact that people can't see through this bullshit is astounding to me. Like, it pisses me off seeing people praise the fakest person I've ever met for being quote-unquote real. And then somebody replied to that and was like, are y'all playing again? Or And Christine was like, no, I'm being serious, and the fact that you think this is fake is because that's what he does. He stages things and manipulates and lies, and I used to let myself get caught up in it. Um, and then somebody replied to that and said, it sucks that everyone thinks Elijah's a bad person because their lord and savior Christine said so, but he's not, and I know that. He shouldn't always be labeled the villain. And Christine replied to that saying, I know him better than any of you. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's genuinely laughable to me that you think you know someone's character based on their Twitter profile. Yeah, I think that's a very solid point for any YouTuber because mm-hmm. the way they stick up for YouTubers they like is unlike anything I've ever seen. It's like people are so devout and like, like, if, like just like rabid yeah. when it comes to like YouTubers that they like, and it's like, but you like you don't know these people, you don't know them at all. and it's like you know what they want you to it's know. So like I don't even know what word like dangerous, yeah. Because it's like these YouTubers have like no incentive whatsoever if they are have done something wrong, if they said something racist, if mm-hmm. they said something homophobic, what have you. Yeah, like they have no incentive after that to like do better in any way. Because, sure, they'll lose, like, a couple hundred followers, maybe a hundred thousand followers when they're at, like, millions of followers. Like, it doesn't make a difference for them. And they're still going to have everyone else being like, but he didn't mean it like that. But they didn't mean it like this. And they're better than you (laughs) when none of them. Exactly. Like, it's, like, it is kind of, like, a dangerous culture to be a part of because... There's just no accountability. None. And it's Except just... everyone says that they're taking accountability. Yeah. It's actually the funniest thing. Like, watch... That would, that you would die if that was a drinking game. Like, oh, my God. Like, how many times a YouTuber in an apology video says that they're going to be accountable for their actions. Yeah. I watched um, Gabriel Zamora's apology video. Yes, I watched video. that whole thing when you sent it to me. Um, because basically, like, the drama on YouTube recently has been... That Gabriel Zamora posted a photo of him, Manny MUA, Nikita Dragon, and Laura Lee all, like, flipping off the camera, and he posted it with a caption that's, like, bitches be mad because we're better without them, or something like that. Yeah, but, like, him, specifically. Yeah. Like, he's mad because we're better off without him. So, Gabriel posted that, and everybody... Keep in... I didn't know who, like, most of these people were None. until, like, a few days ago. I, Nikita Dragon. <laughs> that's who I knew. That's who I knew. Um... <laughs> So everybody, like, immediately started speculating that it was about Jeffree Star, um, because this was, like, around the time that, like, Jeffree's series with Shane was out, Mm -hmm. and so it's, like, everyone was talking about it. And so, of course, all of Jeffree's, like, fans and, like, Instagram or, like, YouTube viewers and stuff like that, like, tagged him. Just went on, like, the defense and were tagging him and were, like calling out like Gabriel and Nikita and Laura and Manny and it was just like this whole shit show and people started bringing up like all these old tweets that they had made that were extremely racist homophobic overall problematic yeah 
And so that led to Laura Lee posting her four-minute fake crying Okay, if you haven't watched that, I strongly urge that you go find a video of someone recreating it because don't give her views. No. But please watch, like, a side-by-side one because, oh my god. The one of the girl recreating it and then also Tom Harlock's video. Tom Harlock's was really funny. Are both phenomenal. Would recommend. So she posted her video um it's actually been kind of funny because like her tweets were vile like it wasn't just like bad it was like racial slur after racial slur um really like bad takes after like police shootings yeah it was just like not a vibe um and she's like lost brand deals because of it like she's like (laughs) she's like losing shit and it's really funny because i'm just like yeah that's what you get for being racist it's also, like, if you're going to make an apology video mm-hmm. where you are going to be crying, like, commit to fake crying. Yeah. She just kept rubbing her eyes and, like, bridge of her nose. Yeah. And, like, just stroking her nose. And I was like, there's no tears happening. No. You're just doing a thing with your voice. You're like, I'm so sorry you're like why are you breathing like that you're not crying there's no emotion no that's not being put on absolutely none so she posted her video gabriel zamora posted like a 45 minute video that i sat through despite (laughs) not knowing who he was prior to watching it but i was like i need the tea honey and he spilled it. I was walking around like (laughs) vacuuming with listening to it in my pocket Uh, and then what like, he really, like, went in. Like, he did. there was... But again, it was like, I'm taking full accountability. But also, uh, did I mention that they're all terrible people? Oh, like, 100%. <laughs> it was like, you know, like, I am responsible. Like, I take accountability. I'm the one who tweeted it. I shouldn't have done that. And I did say horrible things in the past. But um, here's a reason for every single one, except Nikita. Was he, like, fine with her? He was yeah. fine with one of them. Yeah, and Nikita remember. was, like, she was, like, pretty chill. Everyone else, he was, like, let me tell you all their character flaws. Let me drag <laughs> them like, for get filth. into it. Um, yeah, so anyway, going back to Elijah Daniel, did you watch the video that he posted? About- I didn't. Okay. So I watched it just because I was, like, intrigued. Yeah. And I was, like, what is he having to say? I was also, like, that's, like, really, like... <laughs> Just, like, a blindside for David Dobrik to, like... it's kind of, like, not that what David said was right, but it's kind of very shitty when you yourself are quite problematic. Yeah. To be like, okay, let me drag up things that no one's talking about yet and, like, bring it... Like, it's gross. It's tacky. It just seemed like one of those things where it's, like, it was clearly for views and it's just, like, he just wanted to get attention and it's, like, okay, that's fine. Like, yeah, like, whatever, but But also... rabid fans, David Dobrik's gonna be fine. Like, he has rabid He's gonna be okay. But basically, Elijah's whole thing in his video was, you know, all these tweets are from, like, you know, 2010, 2011, 2012... The internet was a different time back then. And, like, that was kind of his whole argument where it's like, yes, people said these things, but they didn't mean any of it. It was just for shock value. That's just what people said back then. And he was talking, he was talking more from the perspective of 
a gay man and he was talking about like using the word yeah. like the f word and stuff like that he wasn't really speaking to using like the n word because like again it's not really his place. place yeah um and he did like mention that he's like i'm obviously not gonna speak to that because like okay that's good i was gonna say i was like did he <laughs> but he was talking more about like using the f word calling things gay and he brought up the friggin' Hillary Duff commercial. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, things were so bad that Hillary Duff had to make a commercial about not yeah, calling things gay. Um, and he was just like, it was a different time back then. Like, that's just what people did. We didn't mean anything by it. And I'm like, okay. Except. And it's like, yes, like calling things gay, like that was very popular oh, when yeah. I was in elementary school. It's something that I said. But, you know, yeah, at a it's certain something that point, I say, and then you look back and you're like, what was I doing? But, like, here's the thing. Yes, I used the word gay to, like, describe things that I didn't like. But even at that age, when I was 13, I never used the F word. No. Still knew better than that. Or the N word. Didn't use the N word. Or any sort of slur of any kind. Like, I think, yes, it was a different time. Yes, people said things because maybe they weren't as educated. But there are still words that despite maybe not being as educated on these issues, you still know you shouldn't use. Yeah. And that's, I think that's an argument that comes up, like, all the time when you hear these. <laughs> it's like a YouTuber every day. It's like, I, really here's is. when so-and-so said the N-word. Yeah. <laughs> like, like okay. who's next? And they just, like, get progressively worse. Yeah. Like, it starts out with, like, someone being like, oh, I'm using it in an affectionate way. The next one's, like, straight up just being, like, yeah. blatantly, like, aggressively racist. Yeah. It's just, I, I can't every day. And they're always the same argument. It's like, it was a different time. We didn't know. And it's like, you did, though, because I, like, I knew a lot of other people knew. Yeah. Like, that's, you, that's still the personal choice that you made. Like, no one forced you. Like, Tana's videos. Remember oh, when those came out God. when her saying the N-word? She really... She's like, I didn't know. And it's like, yes, you did, though. She made everyone to the... She was so bullshit. She came out and she's like, I didn't know what it meant. I was young and dumb. And then after the fact, she's like... When she got called out for it again, she's like, okay, so I did know what it means. And I just, like, made the choice to say it. And I was like, yeah, just yeah you did. Just, like, own up to it. I feel like that would make it so much easier for people to kind of, like forgive or like move on from if mm-hmm. people just actually took accountability instead of saying I'm taking accountability. Yeah. Like if you just went, yeah, I did that and that was super shitty and I just I'm so sorry and I don't know what else to say. Like just I think be real about it. Another great thing on top of being like, yes, I said this. That was fucked up. Uh I don't know. Use your millions of dollars to make a monetary donation yeah. to an organization that helps the, like, minority population that you used to slur yeah. against. Like, what My Favorite Murder did with their design. Yeah. So I'm like, how did you not know also? Yeah. Like, I was like, girls, But ladies. at least you're doing something about it. Yeah. But it's like, you have these YouTubers who are, like, millionaires. Like, they are making more bank than I will ever see in my life. And they come on and make a four-minute apology video, fake crying, being like, I said really horrible things. If you're you're really that sorry, and you're not, because you're just sorry you got caught, but if you're really that sorry, donate a shit ton of money to, like, Black Lives Matter or something. Something. Donate money to an organization that will do good. Because, like, even even if you're not really sorry, even if you're just sorry, like, at least you're helping, you know? 
Like, I don't care. Like, whatever. It could be, like, an insincere video, but, like, put your money where your mouth is and actually do something good. Yeah, because it's, it's getting, like, truly embarrassing yeah. at this point, where I'm like, okay, what are you sorry for? What well, are you taking accountability and it's, for? And they're like just this? sorry that they got caught. Yeah, no, that's it. Like, because I feel, like, we talked about this before when we were talking about KJ. Oh, KJ Apollo. The love of my life, um, <laughs> who wants me dead. <laughs> um... When we're talking about that, where it's, like, obviously, in your mind, like, when we're talking about, like, calling things gay when you're, like, elementary school, you know that you did that. Mm -hmm. Like, in the back of your mind, you know Mm -hmm. tweets that you tweeted that said racist things exist in the world. Yeah. Now, if you were sorry, would you not just jump on that right away and be, like, delete, 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 Mm -hmm. then say, hey... Everyone, like, you may have noticed, like, I've, a lot of tweets have gone right away. <laughs> a lot of tweets. <laughs> like, just want you to know that, like, I'm embarrassed of who I was at yeah. a certain point in my life. And I said hurtful things. And, you know, like, it still doesn't erase the fact that you said them. No. But it actually takes accountability that you did. Like, release them before other people do. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't really know how much accountability you can take when you're at the back end of these things. Yeah. Like, because, as you said, it's, like, these people knew that they tweeted stuff, so they've just been, like, waiting around. Yeah. They're, like, like, they have to know that, like, okay, sooner or later, like, somebody might find this, but, like, I'm gonna hope that they don't. Mm-hmm. But then when they do, I'll just come up and be like, oh my god, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No accountability. Idea. Accountability. Full responsibility. Accountability. But it's just, like, that's the thing, like, there is no accountability. Like, no one is holding these people accountable. They're still gonna go on and continue to make millions of dollars and, you know, in a couple more weeks, this is going to blow over. Like, there'll be some other drama that people will be talking about. Yeah. And it's just, it's really upsetting because it's like, but what are they doing? Nothing. Nothing, Nothing but, like, sitting back on the fact that they have said these things and being like, that's fine, unless people know. Yeah. Like, it's fine up until the point that people know and then I'm embarrassed. Yeah. And, like, we'll deal with that when that time yeah. comes. It's just really gross. Also, like, the fact that YouTubers make so much money is actually, like, gross. Like, it's gross, is it not? I mean, like, like some of them, I'm like, this is talent that really got you where you are and you're, like, do-. But other people, I'm like, like, David Dobrik. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're famous primarily because you're a cute teen boy. Yeah. Like, most yeah. of his money he made, it's bonkers, from Vine, uh-huh. from edit accounts, not even his David Dobrik account. Really? All of his money was before he was, like, David Dobrik and, like, famous. Yeah. It was he had, like, edit like edit accounts where he would post clips from, like, The Office or from Friends or from really? things. Because those generate so yeah, much, yeah, yeah. like, rebinding and, like, interaction that that's what makes the most money. Whoa. So that's what made him able, like, to buy a Tesla yeah, and then he's like what he's nineteen like, or something. Nineteen, I believe. And yeah. it's just like the fact that people can get money like that and then literally have no reason to be a good person. Well, exactly. Is scary. I mean, like I always, I often think about like the disparity and like who we pay the highest amounts of money. Yeah. Like entertainers, athletes. Now it's like YouTube or like internet yeah. sensations. It's like we're paying these people ludicrous amounts of money and. You know, I get to a certain extent, it's like, sure, these people are providing entertainment, you know, athletes are athletically talented, like, but it's like, why, why do these people 
this like small portion of the population, why do they make so much more money than anybody else? And it's funny, like they're you're never gonna use all of that. Like you're never going to need that much money for no. anything. And it's just like, yeah, I just like I have a huge issue with like such a small percentage of the population making such a huge amount of money. money yeah. Like it's such a disparity. It's like people in Flint, Michigan still don't have clean water. It's just like please like yeah. I, I have no problem with people who make lots of money and are putting that into good causes. Yeah. And it's like, whatever. Like, if you want to buy yourself a Tesla, that's cool. But also, like... Do something. Yeah. I just think for every, like, purchase you make for yourself, like, if you have that much money, do something good for other people that will benefit them in some way. Yeah. Like, I just... Offset it. <laughs> just, well, exactly. Like, balance it out a little bit. I wish I sometimes had that much money because I would love to be able to, like... Do, do things, things and help people and like it donate to charity because you see all this bad stuff happening and you're like i would love to do something but i don't have money to do anything exactly anything. it's like i can only donate so much of my yeah. own money it's like i don't make that much like so it's just like yeah i don't know the world of youtube is like so crazy um i was recently watching a video that samantha robindall did speaking with somebody who had kind of like a touchy <laughs> yeah slightly problematic past um but she was talking more about like the beauty community not like the racist drama in the beauty community but just like um just beauty influencers and like how they make so much money and they go on like these brand trips and they have these brand deals and it's just like it can be outrageous how much money some of these people are making and it's just like and like obviously you know they took something and they ran with it and that's amazing and I wish I had gotten on YouTube when I was 12 years old because I could be making millions of dollars now maybe. Yeah, that would be great. But it's like, why? Because, you know, we have deemed, you know, a certain number of these, like, beauty influencers, like, oh, like, we like them. Like, oh, like, Nikki Tutorials, like, she somehow... Yeah. Like, there are so many people on YouTube that post makeup videos, but, like, Nikki Tutorials somehow made it above, like, so many others and it's just like, you know, people like, I don't even know, like Jamie Genevieve is somebody that I really like and she's like relatively famous and it's just like, they put makeup on yeah. and they make videos and like, I'm not at all disparaging the oh, fact like that Christine's like, yeah, like I'm not disparaging makeup as an art, an art form because I really do respect it and yeah. I obviously love makeup. I don't talk about it a lot on this podcast because I don't want to bore everybody. <laughs> um, So I'm not like disparaging it, but it's just like, it's just weird how like certain people get picked and they get to be like the cream of the crop and they get to make millions of dollars for you know making videos and sam actually made a really interesting point in her video because she in the past has said that her career if that's what you want to call it as a beauty influencer it doesn't fulfill her it's not something that she enjoys 100 percent. oh that's interesting like and she said in this most recent video she's just like She's, like, making videos and taking pictures of myself that's not fulfilling to me. She's just, like, but I would be hard-pressed to find a job that would pay me as much money as I'm currently making. Yeah. And I, and I'm sure she's going to get a ton of shit and people are going to be, like, you're just doing it for the money. Yeah, like, fucking everyone, right. Everyone does their job for the Like, I don't care if you love your job more than anything. You're still doing it for yeah, the you're, money. You're it's not doing job. it for free. Like, that's what makes it a job. And it's like, I don't, I don't blame her at all for doing it for the money because If I could take pictures of myself and film myself talking and make money. If somebody would give me like, you know, a thousand dollars to post an Instagram video, I'd do it. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I don't know. I think like YouTube is such a weird world and it's like, 
Trisha, yeah, Hades, mm. got a dog. I don't know if you saw that. She was Jason surprised her with a Pomeranian puppy. Oh yes, you sent me a picture. Um, very cute. <laughs> but she made an Instagram account for the dog that now has like a hundred and thirty something thousand oh followers, and that was like in the first like day or so she had it. She only made the Instagram account because someone reached out. For a brand deal that was worth like $35,000. Something like a ridiculous number. For To make an Instagram account for your dog. Like that's how bonkers the YouTube world is. That it's like not even the YouTuber. The YouTuber's dog is making them $35,000 for making an Instagram account. They're making more on that Insta. Like they're making more in like one brand deal than I make in an entire year. It's, It's wild like it actually boggles my mind when I think about it for too long oh I know it's like that it's always sunny yeah Pepe Sylvia I'm like what is happening no it like it really stresses me out and I'm just like I I go back and forth between being like oh my god this is amazing like good for you guys like you're getting your coin like whatever but then I'm just like but does anybody else see how ludicrous this is bananas and like we both love YouTube. Oh, like, absolutely. Most of the content we consume, I would say, is YouTube. A large percentage of it is YouTube videos. So, like, it's not that we're like, ugh, YouTube, useless. Like, I love YouTube. I mean, I, we're helping these people, like, I get know, paid. Like, we know so much about, like, every, like, oh, drama with this channel and this channel. Yeah. Well, last year, this channel. Like, we are in too deep. But it's still, it's so crazy. Like, it's so crazy. I can't, I can't fathom making that much money. No. For an Instagram account for my dog. I'm going to make one for Piggy. Everyone, (laughs) Piggy the demon dog. 666. Oh my god. That would actually be, like, a really funny Instagram account. If it was just, like, like, goth edits of Piggy. Like, oh my god, this is it. This is the future. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's just, like, a whole new world that... It, like, really, it's just cropped up in the last decade or so. Yeah, it's, like, no one... Unprecedented. Like, no one has ever seen no. anything like and this like, before. It, it's crazy. It's all of, be- all of a sudden become, like, this, like, viable career mm-hmm. for people. But in... Like you said, it's unprecedented. It's, yeah. like, I don't think anyone knows how to navigate it. No. Because, like, again, in Sam's video, she was talking about the beauty community and the beauty industry and about how, you know, prior to... Influent like beauty influencers. It's just like you didn't know shit about a company or a brand or products, mm-hmm. but now it's like you go on YouTube and you can find like hundreds of videos of all these people talking about like one product, and it's just like it's just like it's crazy. And then it's like you have people who are doing like undisclosed ads, and so it's like all like very shady it's and weird. It's yeah, it's wild. It's just like it really YouTube has like changed the world yeah. like not to sound like fake deep but like it's really changed the way that we look at things yeah. and it's like you have people who do like daily vlogs or weekly vlogs and it's like you feel like you're a part of their life and that's it. that's where it gets scary too when it goes to like the whole like we have to protect this person at all costs because it's like you do feel like you know them mm. i'm like oh my god so trisha like i talk yeah, about trisha yeah. paytas like she's part of our friend group yeah i'm like oh my god did you see trisha she went to like no 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 Like, that's how wild it gets. Like, people are so involved and it gets scary because they're so quick to defend them because they're like, well, I saw David at the grocery store on Wednesday. And it's like, okay. And I think, like, you know, I 
I guess the same argument could be made for celebrities, but I think it's a bit, like, actors, singers, whatever. But, like, I think it's a bit different when it comes to YouTube because it's, like, these are literally just people. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't necessarily have, like, formal training of any kind. Yeah. Like, they are just somebody who decided to sit down in front of a camera one day and start filming. Yeah. Like, why? Why are you putting them up on this? Pe- like, they are not infallible. Yeah. It's... It's so weird. Like, they are people just like the rest of us. A lot of them are, like... Yeah, if you take like, away YouTube and any sort of, uh, like, success they've had from YouTube, it's just a random person that you would, like, walk past and be like, yo. Just a <laughs> random person, usually in their early to mid-twenties. Yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, they... Like, yeah, people are like, oh, we have, like, all hail David no, Dobrik. people, it's... It's crazy. Like, I just keep saying it's crazy, but it's actually crazy. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, like, I guess it's just kind of, like, I mean, like, being in, like, the One Direction fandom, like, that was a level of fangirling that was (laughs) also unprecedented. Unprecedented. But it's, I don't know. It's something about YouTube fans. It's just, like, they can be vicious. It's. They get mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, like, out to defend the person that they want to defend and who they look up to and have placed on this pedestal. And, like, if you even are, like, don't really like David Dobrik, for example. Oh, like, God forbid. Jake Paul, Logan Paul. Like, that is oh really God. overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Big. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> yikes, yikes, yikes. Do you want to do favorites of the month? Let's get into it. Um, yeah, I, for some reason, thought <laughs> last week's episode was going to be the last episode of the month. I didn't realize that August had 31 days. Um, so I got my list all, like, ready prior to filming, shooting, recording, <laughs> shooting last week's episode. Um, and then I was like, oh, wait, I still have another week. So, Since anyway. you've been waiting. Get into them. Okay, so I have uh, one book favorite, which is You'll Grow Out of It by Jesse Klein, um, which is a collection of essays, like memoir style. Uh, it was quite entertaining. It was one of those things, I read it immediately after reading Samantha Irby's book, uh, We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. And like, anyway, I'm not going to talk about Samantha Irby's book anymore because I've already talked about it a <laughs> lot. It was phenomenal. And then, like, reading Jesse's Klein book right after that, I was like, oh, this is just, like, not as good. But, like, mm. it was one of those things. I don't know if it got better as it went along or if I just kind of, like... Forgot about the book that you read before. Yeah, or if I just kind yeah. of, like, realized, kind of, like, reset and was like, let me look at this with, like, fresh eyes and, like, not compare this to something that I just read. Um, I actually ended up really enjoying it. Um, I just thought it was funny. It was, like, a good... Like, it's, like, an easy read. Like, so if you're looking for something kind of, like entertaining easy to read Mm -hmm. i would recommend it um i have some tv okay so i have some netflix favorites okay um i am a killer on yes that's one of mine yes up top um phenomenal my mom actually like watched the first episode and then she told me about it and she's like you need to watch this uh it's a phenomenal docu-series are you finished yet yeah okay i'm still like part way through okay so I won't spoil anything. Yeah. Um, but it basically just like each episode looks at a different inmate that's on death row. 
Um, and it talks about the case and why they're there and all of that stuff. Um, I swear to God, like, only two of them are actually still on death row. Everybody else gets fucking, like, pardoned and, like, commuted. Like, their sentences get commuted. Um, but it's really interesting. It's so well done. Um, and it does a really good job of giving you all sides of the story. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't find that it was very biased, um, like, making a murderer where it's just like, oh my god, I feel so bad. And then you, like, read up more and you're like, oh my god, he did it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like I am a killer. It, like, you get the side, like, you get, like, the, you know, killer story. Yeah. You get the, the victim's oh my God, backstory. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like a roller coaster. Like, each yeah. episode, I'm just like, oh my God, he's innocent. Oh my God, he didn't do it. And then I was and like, then, oh my God, he's but, terrible. And then I'm like, but wait, no, he is innocent. Like, yeah, that happens. And so, it yeah, it's really good. I would highly recommend that. Um, also, the new season of Orange is the New Black. Phenom, yes. as per usual. Um, my dog barking is my barking fave. Barking dogs, an ongoing fave. Also, I finally, finally, finally watched Nanette by Hannah Gadsby. That's one of mine, too! Amazing. Girl. I'm just checking them all off your list. Yes. Um, it was... Wow, I, like, don't even have words. It I was openly sobbing the whole time. Oh, yeah. It was phenomenal. Um, it, yeah, please, please watch it. It's such an important thing to watch, I think, especially just in the current climate, um, would highly recommend, but it is, like, triggering and upsetting, so just... And it's, it's one of those things where it's, like, you're gonna be uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, worth it. Like, it's, it has, like, a payoff of being, like, yes, tell your story. I think, like, I think it's important to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Exactly. I, I think, and I think women are a lot more comfortable with being uncomfortable because we're forced to be uncomfortable Every for like, of most of our lives. Yeah. I think the people that it's most uncomfortable for are probably any men watching it. Um, and that's fair and you should be uncomfortable and you need to sit with your uncomfortableness mm-hmm. and just watch it because it's very important. Yeah. Um, and then we already talked about this, but to all the boys I've loved before, please go watch that. Yeah. Watch Nanette and then watch To All the Boys I've Loved Before <laughs> to, like, yeah. lighten up the mood. Um, also, just, like, a TV favorite that's not on Netflix, Killing Eve. Oh, I've been meaning to watch Oh, that. girl. You it's need so to, good. You need to watch it I keep seeing immediately. going, oh my god, I forgot that that started. You yeah. need to watch it immediately. Um, I did not, it, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Gather your thoughts. It was one of those things, like, it came up, my mom and I were like, that sounds interesting, we should watch that at some point, and we kind of just, like, put it off. And so we started watching it, or we were, like, planning on watching it, and I was like, okay, yeah, like, I'm, like it's Sandra Oh, like, I'm sure yeah. we'll be good. Yeah, and the girl from The Mad Fat Diary. I What's know. Um, all I can think about is Chloe. Jodie Comer. Jodie Comer. She, yeah, okay, so it was, it exceeded the expectations that I had for it. I had a feeling I was going to like it, I knew it was going to be well done. It blew me out of the water. Um, it is the best new show that I have watched probably since I watched Big Little Lies at the beginning of last year. I don't think there's another new show that I've watched that has been as good. Um, it was phenomenal. Like, Sandra Oh, obviously phenomenal, and I knew that she was going to be going in. But, oh my god, Jodie Comer needs to get more hype because her performance in that is bananas. Mm. She is so good. Her character is one of the best characters 
on television now or ever. Yeah. Um, it was phenomenal. I would highly recommend it. It's so well done. Um, and then music favorites. Um, I'm just gonna sound like everybody else on Twitter. Sweetener by Ariana Grande <laughs> and Be the Cowboy by Mitski. And those are my August favorites. Nice. You've covered some of mine, so <laughs> that's gonna be good. I can speed over it. Um, going on Netflix too. I guess we'll continue from there. Yeah. Um, I watched um, Everything Sucks that TV show oh, that was on there. Yeah, yeah. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Like it's very like reminiscent of like Freaks and Geeks, like uh, that kind of show. Yeah, like, I it's heard very, that. And much like Freaks and Geeks. There is no second season because it was canceled oh, after the first, no. which is very upsetting. But it's really cute and it's just I really enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, um, and they're like fairly short episodes, and it's like an AV club and a theater cute. club at school have to combine, and it's like it's it's very cute. that sounds fun. Um, also another thing that I'm late on on Netflix is um Alex Strange Love. Have you watched that? I have no idea what that is. No? Okay. It's, like, this kid whose name is Alex Truelove. Okay. And he is dating this girl named Claire, and the whole, like, concept is, like, she wants to sleep with him, and he's, like, I don't know, like, I'm unsure about it. But then, like, as the movie progresses, like, he realizes that he's not attracted to women, and he meets this boy named Elliot, and, like, falls in love with Elliot, and it's, like, it's so sweet, because, like... The story with Claire is, like, she never, she's not mad at him once she knows what's happened, like, what's going on. And it's just, like, it was, like, a really cute and, like, pure little movie that I really enjoyed. I don't know how I've missed this. I heard about it and it keep, like, it kept popping up on Netflix and I'm like, okay, okay. But I was, like, finally watched it because I was, like, I watched Two All the Boys I Loved Before and I was, like, I want to watch another rom-com. Oh, my God. I'm going to go on Netflix right now and and add that to my list. Very, it was really sweet, and I made uh, our friend Mora, who was on the Ooh. podcast, watch it because I was like, "Please, it's so cute!" Oh my goodness! And I believe that it it should have got more hype because it was very cute. I was gonna say like I, ha- I haven't even seen this yeah, on Netflix. Really? Yeah, it's very cute. And I added the it guy who it. plays Elliot. I love deeply. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to watch that. Also, Hannah Gadsby's net. I'm a killer. Ooh. Both good. Ooh. Um, what else? A book. Whoa, a book. We love a reading um, queen. My life is a goddess by Guy Branum. So excited to read that. Um, it was just like when I bought it, I was like, I like him. I think he's really funny, but I was like unsure about reading the book. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. You know, you never know. How You're like, I'm sure write. it'll be good. You know, yeah. it's like meh. But it was like. One of the best things I've ever read ever it was like it the way he made everything relate to pop culture. You were like, oh, this is not about that. Like, yeah, he's talking about like I don't know. I don't think he talks about friends, but of like, see, he's talking about friends, and then halfway through, you're like, no, this isn't about friends. Is it? <laughs> this is about just something like, completely. Different. It was very, it's a very good, like very talented. I was well, like, he's just so, so freaking smart. He's so smart. It's so intimidating. He's a lawyer. He's so smart. He's so smart. The whole book. It's really, I highly recommend it. It's very funny. It will make you cry in parts. But he's just so, so smart. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Um, <laughs> also, Tess Holiday's Cosmo cover that just came yeah. out. Yeah. Um, obviously getting a lot of backlash because she is not skinny. 
But um, it's just very nice to see someone who looks like you on Cosmo. Like, Amazing. could you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> um, I just really enjoy that, and I think it's a step in a direction. <laughs> you, you know? know? Yeah. And uh, a makeup one is L'Oreal uh, Lash Paradise came out with a primer Ooh. before you put your mascara on, and it's just great. It's millennial pink, first of all, so, which is fun. On brand. Um, it also smells really good. It smells like roses. Oh. It's like you can actually smell it as you have it on all day. You're like, mm, roses. So whiff of roses. And it, like, really, it really helps. I'm always skeptical of, like, lash primers. Yeah. I'm like, what are they doing? Not much. What are they doing? What are those for? <laughs> but no, I really like it. And those are all my monthly faves. Nice. Nice. I will, I guess my only other monthly fave is the fall wardrobe that I just purchased for myself. Oh, yes, that's also my monthly fave is Logan's new wardrobe. So, I do, of course, have a tangent to go on talking about this because I can never just say a thing. Um, So, I've recently, I get fixated on things. I think it's probably, like, part of my OCD. Um, But I've become fixated on, like, the idea of capsule wardrobes. Mm. So, I've been watching a lot of videos and reading a (laughs) lot about them. And I love the idea of it. Because, like, I don't know, I think basically for the last year or so, I've been slowly figuring out my style and what I want to, like, outwardly show the world yeah. that reflects how I inwardly feel. That's, like, very deep. Um, <laughs> I know, I'm so deep. You're so deep. But I just feel like I noticed it a lot last winter, like, last fall and winter. Like, I'd wear things, and I'm just like, I don't like the way that I feel in this. Like, I looked fine, but I was just like, I just don't think that this is, like, an accurate representation of, mm-hmm. like, who I am, you know? Yeah. You know? So, I've, like, made it my mission to figure out my style and buy pieces that I think reflect my style. So, I wanted to do, like, a capsule wardrobe for fall, and basically, like, there's, like, different definitions of it, but the, like, common one is, like, you have, like, 37 articles of clothing including like shoes and stuff like that that you like work from and like that's your wardrobe which seems like a lot yeah but no but i mean it's kind of not i don't know i mean like it isn't it isn't so anyway i kind of went into that my like that was my mindset going into it and so i'm so over this like summer weather like it's been so gross and humid this year today was very nice today was glorious I was in, like, jeans and a long sleeve button down, and I was, like, I am living. <laughs> um, so I, like, cleared out a bunch of, like, I have so many clothes to donate and give away and throw out if they're crappy because I just, I'm not going to wear them anymore. Um, and so I, like, made a very, like, what's the word I'm looking for? I, wow. Um, not descriptive. Very specific, specific. list. Okay. Of things that I wanted to get for my wardrobe. And I went out and I got them. Yeah. And now I have, like, I, what I have is what I have. And that's what I'm wearing for fall and winter. And I'm so happy with everything that I have. And I'm just like, I feel like this is finally, like, indicative coming together. of who I am. Yeah. It's just a lot of basic pieces. A lot of denim. A lot of neutrals. A lot of sweaters. And I feel at home. In, <laughs> and at ease. In my chunky knit sweaters. Um, and so I just feel really happy about that. Um, you know, I got new clothes, I have new hair that I feel like I'm super happy with, and so I'm just like, 
This is real. Feeling good. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, you know. Yeah. So, um, catch me in my fall (laughs) wardrobe. I like that you put your head up at that moment and you now look like a gnome. And I hope that's part of your fall wardrobe. Gnome looks for fall winter. Anyway. Is there anything else we want to discuss? Oh, God. I think I'm all tapped out. All right. Well, you can follow our adventures in life on Twitter and Instagram at HonestlyPod or Facebook.com slash HonestlyPod. You can email us at thehonestlypodcast at gmail.com. I almost did our website. Ooh, I do, I do that, that a lot. <laughs> um, speaking of the website, go to that. It's thehonestlypodcast.wixsite.com slash home. Don't forget the slash home. It's very important. We have merch on the website. Click that little merch tab. Smash that merch Smash button. The merch button. Baby. <laughs> or you can go to honestlypod.threadless.com and just get them straight from there. Straight from there. Straight from there. Also on the website, I just put a little interactive uh, listener map so you can see all the places that people are yes. listening to Honestly Pod from. It's so cool. We have listeners from like really cool places. It's very exciting. So shout out to all of you. Shout out to all the pair. Shout out all the pair. Um, also, if you enjoy what you're listening to, <laughs> which I hope you do. <laughs> How could you um, not? You can go and give us a little review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, when you do it, you can screenshot it and email it to us and we'll send you a sticker. Ooh, ooh. They're fun. They're cute. They have our cartoon faces on it. They are fun Ad- and fresh and adorable. Pretty. Adorable. And everyone wants one. Everyone wants one, so you should get one quickly. Everyone's wearing them for fall. <laughs> it's in Logan's capsule wardrobe. All of stickers. my clothes have stickers on them. <laughs> Anything else? I think that's it. Okay, that's all. Bye! Bye.